And now, with thanks to Bright ID Nuat Loan, building or renovating, they work huge to create a bespoke plan for your home. Brightideas.ie. Joining us now on this last day of January. Coming in here for free. Taking abuse with no fee. How does he put up with it? We'd love to find out. He's our DIY superhero. Of that, there's no doubt. Ah, Brian Clunan. Yes, yeah, the superhero who dresses as Wonder Woman. Yeah, I slipped him. I slipped him twenty there a while ago, and he's he's saying very nice things about me. Do you know that in the last while? So I need to up my bribe. In other words, <laughs> how is the form? Good, thank you. Good. You're looking awful. <laughs> and I can say the very same to you. Good, good. Wouldn't have it any other way. People would be talking. Let's start with a question from Alan in Athlone who says, our main cooker is a gas cooker, but this morning it's not working. So no porridge for Alan this morning. The cylinder feels full, but there's no gas coming in. Does Brian know if gas can freeze, maybe? Yeah, now I wonder if it was cold enough this morning. Yes, gas can freeze. Um, sorry, start again. No, gas can't freeze in Ireland. It doesn't get cold enough. But what can happen is... If you have a gas cylinder outside, you should always cover the cylinder itself and the regulator, the regulator being the important bit. Because sometimes what happens is water can get in with rain. We, you, you probably know we get a nice bit of rain in Ireland. Had noticed. And uh, if you get rain followed by frost, what can happen is the rain in, gets into the regulator and can freeze in the regulator, which stops it working. So it's not that the gas is freezing. It's just that the gas can't pass through a frozen regulator. That's really what it amounts to. So they always recommend, and it can be a simple. I remember one time being in a place and, it, and a guy had a bucket over his, I was delivering gas to him, and he had a bucket over the top of the regulator. And I said, that's a great idea. You know, people should do that. And he says, that bucket is there 27 years because he'd moved into the house 27 years ago and threw it over the top of the cylinder as a temporary solution until he, you know, the mm, things we mm, all do. Mm. You know, he threw this bucket over and you could see it. The bucket was, or I'd say, originally dark green and was now almost white. But 27 years, it's doing the job and, you know, it's fine. So you should always cover your gas cylinders outside just to stop that from happening. That's the most likely thing. Now, it could be that the regulator, if it's there a long time, has become faulty. So um, if you find that when everything thaws out, which it should be by now, it's still not working, then I'd say replace the regulator. Get the gas man in. Get the, the, the approved gas installer to come in and do replace the regulator. The gas man. The gas man, yeah. Oh, boy. Okay. Um, then moving on, next query, oh, person having difficulty, you won't be able to help with this. I mentioned earlier about the mortgage interest relief and how you can claim via the My Account service. Helen says she logged on this morning and tried to find the section in the tax credits for mortgage interest relief. It's not there. We shall investigate and see, maybe somebody failed to update the software overnight, but um, certainly uh, check it out over the next couple of hours. It should be there. Now, our next question for Brian concerns woodworm. I recently brought, uh, bought a second-hand chest of drawers for a tenner. I mean, you can't go wrong for a oh, tenner. Right, yeah. Idea was to upcycle it, meaning 
Yeah, so they're good. Do it up. Do it up. Okay. Yeah. So it, it's obviously something. Why don't they say do it up? Why are we using all these trendy terms? <laughs> because Upside it's trendy. Up. Because it's trendy. You need to get with the programme. Anyway, they've noticed lots of small holes underneath the unit. And the concern is this is woodworm. And so before exposing everything else in the house to woodworm, how can they treat it? Yeah, so small holes would definitely indicate woodworm. Um, so what you do, I suppose, look, the easiest thing to do in this particular case would be to bring it out to the garage, the shed, and take out the drawers if if it's a chest of drawers, so there's definitely drawers in it. So take out the drawers and put them up on top of the um, chest of drawers and put something under the four legs, like four tins of paint. You, you, ideally, what you want to do is you want to raise all of this up off the ground. And the purpose of this being you're going to lift everything off the ground. You're going to put the drawers and all the loose pieces. If it was a piece of furniture with doors, you would t- either take off the doors, unscrew the doors and put them up on top or just leave them open. And then you're going to get a thing called a bug bomb, which is exactly what it says. It's a little thing that you, you actually light it and it gives out a vapour for three hours. Mm. So it's um, not exactly what it says. Okay, it's not exactly what it says. Okay, it's a, what will you, let's come up with a different word. Bug bomb. Bug, bug vaporizer, but I don't know what it's called. What's the best word to use? Um, it's a bit like the hairy molly to keep the gutters clean. You know, that's not the, the correct term for it, but everyone calls them a hairy molly. Uh, this thing kills every insect in the area in which you light it. Now, in this particular case, to make it extra strong, I would make a tent. And the tent can be a bed sheet. It's as simple as that. You're trying to keep the vapour in as small an area as possible to make sure it's at its most concentrated. So out in the garage, pile everything up on top of it. And if you feel there's anything else in the garage that might have woodworm, you know, it can be the shovel handle, it can be, you know, whatever. Mm. Put it all inside the tent and light this thing on the ground under it and leave it for about four hours. And every insect in there will be dead. Um, that's the easiest way to do it because it's the, probably the cheapest way to do it. It's certainly the easiest rather than buying the woodworm killer, which does work, but the woodworm killer, you have to brush every little bit of it on. And it's quite a strong smell. Um, and it's hard to get into the places that you needed to get into. Whereas the vapour created gets in everywhere. It gets into every nook and cranny, every joint, every split, because that's where they lay their eggs. They don't lay their eggs on a surface. They lay their eggs in a gap. So you're trying to get it in everywhere. Now, still on the agenda today, how will the government respond to a string of business closures across the Midlands, including up to 100 jobs, some report, at PPD in Athlone, although the research positions will remain. Junior Minister Peter Burke shall be here after 11. And an item that you won't be interested in, Brian... The professor who has found your way to a healthy brain in later life. Ooh, I certainly want that. DIY Dilemmas sorted with Mr Fixit. Thanks to Bright Ideas Lighting, Talbot Avenue Athlone. Building or renovating, we work with you to create a bespoke lighting plan for your home. Brightideas.ie Charlie the Carpenter has been in touch. And Charlie. Charlie says, spray drawers with WD-40. It will kill all of the woodworm in minutes. Leave it to dry off. Well, haven't heard that before. No, I don't know what's in it that would kill the woodworm. But look, if it if it works, it's the well. Once it doesn't stain it. Hmm. Um. Okay, we'll have to check that one out. Yes, we will put. By the way, the we test. had also we've you know we mentioned completely inadvertently we mentioned methylated spirits 
for keeping Carol windscreens. You oh, you're wouldn't... not back on the Mets, No, you? but you're... <laughs> I'm personally not back on the Mets. We've had so many people in with all the different things they use it for. One lady was buying a bottle the other day for um, cold sores. And it's amazing. And then, wait till you hear this, another fella came in. So remember we had a lady who said she uses it to treat uh, cuts? We had a chap come in and he showed me his finger, which was a very deep cut right on the joint. And he said, you know what I use now? Do you know what I did to get that clean? And was, I was waiting for the methyl spirits. Mm. He said, two days ago that was badly infected. And I remembered what my dad used to do. He gets the dog to lick it. <coughs> and he's absolutely adamant that the dog licked it and licked it and licked it and licked it. The following day it was fine. And he tried to get the dog to lick it that night. Mm-hmm. Wouldn't lick it because the infection was gone, he reckons. Mm. So... Anybody out there with any opinion? I'm certainly not brave enough to try it, I have to tell you. I remember being told that either dogs or cats had antiseptic tongues. Don't know how true it is and don't remember whether it's a dog or a cat. Well, there is a difference. He showed me a picture of the, the thing and he was going, it was really badly infected. Mm. And the timeline was on the picture. And this was two days later and it looked a completely different wound. Speaking of which, would you like to see a picture of my pussy? There you go. Oh, I somebody told me you're calling it Clune and Cat. Clune and Cat because it's half bald. Yes. That's not nice. That's not that's just that's bullying. Am I I'm in the bullying workplace. The cat. It's bullying in the workplace now. Bullying, bullying the cat. me. It's an insult to the cat more so. <laughs> Poor thing, apparently he's over grooming. Is that what happened to you? Over no, over grooming was not my issue. That's not my issue, no. By the way, I'm told by Paul that the mortgage interest relief is up on the revenue website. You have to find the property tax section. That's where the relief is. It's not in the PAYE area. So maybe that's where Ah. our earlier listener went wrong. Right. Colm in Roscommon recently painted the bathroom ceiling and a few days later, the paint started to lift on the side of the ceiling near the wall. And he's wondering why that would be. I presume, does he mean the outside wall? Probably. So, it's it's probably just damp. It's If it's in the shower room and the shower is taking place, it's probably just damp. So you might remember in the past we would have recommended if you ever have a problem with paint peeling, flaking in a bathroom over a shower, we always suggest paint the ceiling with an acrylic eggshell. So basically, you, you don't need to go in and ask for an acrylic eggshell. You can just say, I want a water-based satin paint. Mm. And when you buy a water-based satin paint, it will say for wood and metal. And your ceiling is neither. So, but the reason being, it's as tough as nails, but it's also effectively a, a, an emulsion paint. So the beauty of it is, it's just as easy to use as an emulsion paint. It's just as tough as the oil paint that you would normally put on your front door, your back door, your internal doors. So it's really good to use in the bathroom and you only need to buy a small tin. But do always remember, if the paint is flaked off, just paint the, the area that has been, that you, you have to sand off and scrape off all the loose paint. You don't have to take off every last bit of paint. In the areas that's not affected, you don't have to scrape there. But you do need to scrape away all the paint that's loose and flaking. And you need to brush on the first coat to work it into the surface. And the first coat should be thinner than, than normal. So thin it out a little bit. And just on the area that is back to the plaster, 
brush on the first coat of thinned out acrylic eggshell and then you can paint with full full non-thinned out acrylic eggshell on the rest of it. Joe says he has just returned from three weeks in Spain. Ah, poor Joe. I'm not inclined to help him now. <laughs> well, he obviously has some sort of a problem if he's phoning us. He says, in brackets, by the way, sister has an apartment. So he's, right. trying he's, to kind of, he's trying to justify He's trying to f- make it that we don't resent him for yeah, having three yeah. weeks in Spain. We Sorry, do. We do. We do. Yeah, we yeah. do. Yeah. Sorry, Joe, we definitely do. Anyway, the problem is when he returned, he discovered that a trip switch had tripped in his absence. Right. So there is rather a pungent smell coming from the fridge freezer. Oh. Now, he has washed it and he has washed it again oh. and he has washed it again, but yeah. he still detects the smell. Yeah, oh, that's a horrible, horrible... Have you ever had it happen? No? No, thankfully. It's, it's, it's basically like putting your, your lunch in a Tupperware container. Mm. And leaving it there for three weeks. That's awful for you, Joe. Anyway, (laughs) next question. (laughs) No sympathy for Mr. Faulkner. I wouldn't mind. He takes holidays, you know, seven times a year. And they're always really expensive resorts, let me tell you. Yeah, called Clumbaloke. So what you do is, in this case, is you get some warm water, so a good dollop of bread soda and a good dollop, a good long half a bottle of Milton, mix everything up together and work it in through the entire fridge, particularly let loads of it in into the bottom of the fridge. So there's a little drainage point at the bottom of the fridge. Let it down into that and the same thing with the freezer. And then you work this. So get a rag, get a cloth and wash everywhere, but particularly the rubber seals. Those rubber seals hold a lot of bacteria if they're not washed. So wash it in there Mm. and then close the fridge freezer and turn everything up to the coldest setting for 24 hours even though it might be empty the coldest setting to to but that will that'll get rid of the problem so Milton and bread soda gotcha now this isn't any use for cloning cat I'm afraid <laughs> but if you're looking to pamper your pup stylish mood DG I want you to win a deluxe pamper package including ear and eye cleaning bath and blow dry and chim a trim even, to one... Look, stop that. One lucky dog owner. So if you want your doggy to win this amazing prize, head to the Midlands 103 Facebook or Instagram and the winner shall be picked today. Again, with thanks to Stylish Mood DG because your dog deserves it. But what about your cat? That's the problem. Mr Fix-It on Midlands 183 with Bright Ideas Lighting, Talbot Avenue Athlone. Official stockists of Laura Ashley Lighting and Mirrors. See our dedicated Laura Ashley boutique in store. Brightideas.ie If you're married to Barry, and every Barry is now going to get in trouble because of this text, apparently he feels you could do with the dog grooming session rather than the dog. Who? Me? Yeah, no, this is a text from Barry. Okay. You know, he's going to enter the competition. Right. And um, it's for his lady rather than for the dog. Ah, stop. So anybody who is married to a Barry, give him a slap when he gets home. (laughs) Now, another caller says, 
you can tell Brian Cloonan that a dog's lick certainly has healing qualities. I'm in my 70s. Well, no, I'm, I'm not saying this as, as a, just to be clear now, because I don't let the dogs, I have two dogs at home, I won't let them lick my face. Oh no, you said I, it. You, you, you said it. You told the story. You published it. So therefore, go on, go on. you are to be sued. Anyway, I'm in my 70s, says the listener, and when I was growing up, our parents always used it for healing. However... Michaela says, oh, my God, Will and Brian, you should never let a dog lick your face. Never mind an open wound or a cut. Dogs' mouths are full of nasty bacteria that they can handle, but a human might not. Also, dogs lick poo. They lick their gentleman's sausage and other (laughs) nasty things. And they don't clean their mouths and teeth like humans do. And smell their breath. It's never nice. Speak for yourself. The dog's breath. Granny says, Mets were used by surgeons years and years ago as antiseptic because only the surgeons had access to Mets. It's great for spots and cold sores, but it can sting a bit. It certainly stings. I I, I was cleaning something with Mets the other day and I, I always have little cuts because I'm cutting keys and using tools and so on. And I'll tell you this much, I knew I had two cuts on my finger. I didn't even know they were there. And then I used the Mets uh, and realised, ouch, yes, two cuts there. Personal hate of mine, when people misspell Brian and call you brain instead. I always think it's a Freudian slip. Mm-hmm. I don't think it's, I think it's, it's, I don't think it's autocorrect. I think it's just a Freudian slip on people's behalf that they associate me with my massive brain. Well, this next question has an image of uh, Vinyl on the floor that has been down for six years and it is raised near the dishwasher and sink so the join is coming up. Any ideas how to fix it without laying new vinyl? And I've shown Brian the picture. There's uh, certainly a centimetre or so of a raise there. Yeah. So what I would do with that is I would get a tube of... um, Stixol, Tech 7, Grip Bond. There's a million of them now. And, but get one of the ones that are crystal clear. So they come in a tube, like a silicone tube, um, or there are various ones that are now available in squeezy tubes. So it depends on the, on the length you need. Um, you can get a little squeezy tube. The reason I'm suggesting this in particular is that it will stick to a damp surface. It is crystal clear. And uh, it, they all come with a fine nozzle. Now, if you wanted, if it was a very, very fine gap, you could put some of it into a syringe and syringe it into the gap. But I think you'll find that um, it com- if you cut the nozzle nice and fine, you'll get it into that. So what you would do is go to either end of where it's lifting, put in a screwdriver, lift it up to its maximum that you can do without doing any damage, squeeze in this, and then put a piece of flat timber, something rigid and solid that runs the length of the joint and mm-hmm. then put a heavy weight on it. So I'm not saying you should stand on it all night, <laughs> but something heavy, a couple of tins of paint, something to keep the weight on while it sets. OK, well done. From Ken. I got a new shower door in our ensuite a month ago. <laughs> but while having an extended sit on the toilet... <laughs> 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 I noticed the guy who installed it has smeared silicone all around the edges of the glass. I have tried everything to clean it off, but nothing seems to work. Now, whenever I'm in the jacks, it's all I can see. 
<laughs> Luckily, the wife hasn't noticed yet. That's because she doesn't take the extended, extended sit. sit. Yeah. Yes. Well, maybe the answer is just bring in your phone or bring in a book or a newspaper and look at that and say it. During the extended or maybe sit. the answer is don't bring them in because that's what's causing the extended and sit. Yeah, maybe you notice so, yeah. fellas tend to go to the loo with yeah. their phones. Yeah, Women yeah. generally don't. They keep moving, yeah. We talk about the important issues of yeah. the day here. Yeah. <laughs> so what's the problem again? Oh yeah, silicone on the door. Is yes. it? Silicone on the glass. Yeah, look, the only thing that removes silicone is silicone seed remover and all the major brands of manufacturers of silicone and all that, they all do silicone seal remover. So if it's only a smear, then just brush on the silicone seal remover, leave it 20 minutes and then rub it off and make sure a kitchen roll or an old towel or something and dry it completely to make sure it's completely gone. Um, but if there's major lumps there, if ever you wanted to remove a large piece, a large lump of silicone, a large strip of silicone, what you would do is get a bohemian blade and cut away or scrape away as much as you can because these bottles of silicone seal remover, even though they might come in a large enough box, they have, it's, it's obviously, well, it's expensive stuff. So they, they produce, they have it in very small amounts. So there might only be a hundred mil of, uh, 100 millilitres of silicone seal remover in the, in the container when you take it out of the box. And that doesn't go that far. So if there's a large, a large amount, physically remove as much as you can and then take the last bit off with the silicone seal remover. A listener in Crinkle asks, what should I use to loosen the soot in the chimney before sweeping? We have a Stanley cooker. Yeah, so we would always say to people, a lot of chimney sweeps now say to people to either use blue stone or better still, hotspot or even better again comate or if it's a major problem use the chimney cleaning log just because it does it very very quickly so we've had people come in where the chimney sweeps are saying I'm coming to you next Tuesday would you please burn a chimney cleaning log the day before I come or the night before I come so that everything will be drier and looser and much easier to clean so by doing that they the the householder gets a better, a much cleaner chimney and the work of the the chimney sweep is easier. So it's it, it works for both people because they will do a much better job if the sticky tar is now bone dry and powdery and crumbly because that's what it does. So it's either burn hotspot bluestone comate every day, two or three times a day, for a week before the chimney sweep or before you're going to clean the chimney or else the chimney cleaning log. It makes no difference which one you use. Okay, uh, next question. The whirlpool jacuzzi bath that we don't use nearly as often as we should has started to smell. What would clean it out? And how? How, how do you get whatever solution into it? Yeah, so the... the Jacuzzi bath has a, a kind of a well in underneath that that allows that the, the water that's in the well is pumped up mm. into the bath itself. But the problem is, if you have a bath, all your, you know, dead skin and whatever uh, floats around in the bath and uh, ends up in the bottom of this little well at the bottom. Um, and then if it's sitting there, it's fine if it's been used on a regular basis, but if it's not being used, it goes very smelly. 
it goes mouldy and dirty and bacteria grows and it's not a nice thought that you would get into this bath and turn it on again and have all this. I'm, I'm actually shivery as I'm saying it to you. The thought of it's horrible. So what I would do is get either a bottle of Milton or a generic bottle of Milton sterilising fluid and just cover the jet. Put in water to just cover the jets and then put in the Milton and turn it on. And what I would do is do that today, do it this morning, do it tonight, mm. do it tomorrow. It doesn't have to be hot water, just cold water. But keep that, keep turning it on again, just for five minutes, just to get it back in through the system and then turn it off again, then turn it on again and do that for two or three times a day for the next two or three days and everything will be clean then and then you can just pull the plug and let it run through again. Do people still install jacuzzi baths or I were never, they just a Celtic tiger I think fad? they were just a fad that blew up in the Celtic tiger like gold taps in the bathroom yeah. and all sorts of things like this like people that install well of course they installed bars in their houses back then and then they stopped being fashionable and then Covid came and yeah. everybody put bars back in their houses again uh, ancient Molly has sent a text. I wonder if she's anything <laughs> to hairy Molly. Anyway, <laughs> ancient Molly says, "My dog licks my face every morning, and I haven't had a cold in years, and I haven't been to the doctor in twenty years." Okay, I doubt it's related, Molly. I'm sorry, I can't see that being related. Except, except, the dog licking your face, if you like it, mm. will make you so happy that you know if you're happy. It, you you will probably deal with life better. Perhaps. Perhaps that's the solution. Um, but in that case, just smile. Don't have the dog <laughs> lick your face. We're not making recommendations. This is purely no, passing is on anecdotal c- feedback from correct, others. Correct. Any uh, suing or litigation should be directed to Clunan's Hardware, <laughs> William Street in Tullamore, where you will find Brian Clunan between now and 20 past 10 next Wednesday. Thanks, Brian. You won't find him there between now and oh, between now and 20 past 10, you will. Yes. Sorry. Yes. Even overnight. Midlands Today's Mr. Fix-It in association with Bright Ideas Lighting. Talbot Avenue, Athlone. Your destination for LED bulbs, bespoke lighting for vaulted ceilings and kitchen lighting. Bright Ideas.